Welcome to the For the Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hey, ladies and ladies, we are back for episode something something on our podcast. And you guys, we are super excited for this episode, as we are every episode. But we are talking about the committed. We have an awesome interview and we are going into one of the most important subjects, which is how to stop comparing yourself. This episode is going to be so good and so important. And I think that it's one that honestly, if I was listening, I'd be like, ooh. I think I want to skip over this one. Ooh. Like comparison, I'm ah. fine. I don't really compare. Oh, but I was going to say like, ah, that's so hard for me. But actually, I think that we all have so much room yes. to grow when it comes to not comparing. And so I'm really excited yes. to talk about that. And also the committed is the most popular type. And we have the amazing Sam Coyle coming on to talk. She's incredible. Talk about somebody who you love to stalk on Instagram. Oh, she's such a great Instagram follow. We are Really, really into I'm it. I'm really, really intrigued by her life on the gram. And so she also has amazing, like, Jesus encouragement. Yes. You're going to love it. Truth. It's so awesome. So we're super excited about both parts of the podcast that we have today. But I thought, you know, before we jump into this, this is the summer of love, remember? And I think a couple episodes ago, I told you guys that Kenzie is getting married in, like, yes. literally days. It's yes. so soon that you're getting married. Woo! Which is so exciting. And, and so pumped. I thought we could hear some details about the wedding oh I think everybody's okay. dying to know that's true so where are you getting married we're getting married in Jackson Hole Wyoming destination Wyoming. wedding uh, yes it's kind of like a smaller just under 100 people oh, kind of situation my goodness yes and that's wow. not because of the current pandemic you've always wanted to do this yes. small wedding small kind of like not destination like super far but something yeah. casual yeah. Wyoming's so cool so beautiful I've never been but I'm so excited to go yeah can you tell us a little bit maybe just like a sneak peek hint about your Ooh. wedding dress yes okay so I love I hope Josh doesn't listen to this Josh turn he it off obviously won't he doesn't listen to any of these things yeah <laughs> um, but I love square necks like you know anything square neck yeah it's I do these too days. yeah with like the long sleeve right now Yes, mine's not long sleeve, but, though. But that's the vision yeah. of the square neck. Yeah, that's I'm the getting. vision. Yeah. So it's actually really hard to find a square neck dress. Yeah. So it's just square neck. It's like kind of tight. Why? But not scandalous tight. Why? It was a really interesting experience wedding yeah, dress shopping. Yeah, tell them more about that. You know, I don't think that I would ever love, love any white long gown. Like, if yeah. you think about it, it's like you just really never like think to wear white long but gown. I love white so I feel like I'll feel right in my element oh uh, okay yeah. you know me I like half my closet is white that's true yeah I just was like everything I put on I was like I would not wear this or, or this so yeah. it wasn't like the most like exhilarating experience but I'm really excited about it because the place I got it they like are doing like a lot of little special things Custom. and I'm putting I'm wearing wow. like, this like cape over it it's really gonna Ooh. be cool yeah okay how quickly are you gonna get us a picture posted uh I have no idea I you know I'm not the best at that but you guys you gotta follow our for the girl instagram because i feel like we will have to do the first pick on there or something again i'll get a pic of me you and josh at your wedding oh that would be great and post it on there for all the people they'll be waiting for pictures maybe i should live post 
your wedding on the For The Girl Instagram account. Oh, that'd be hilarious. Like live just, streaming, just like. Yeah, maybe I should Instagram row. live your wedding. Oh, I would be down for that. That would be great. You know, one thing that I really want to happen at my wedding, but what? I don't think is. What? I really want Josh to keep his mustache. But he doesn't want to. He really wants to shave it, yeah. And well, I like feel like it's he has gonna to be, feel his best. I feel like I'm gonna. He said he'll leave it before, like for the rehearsal dinner, and then he might Day shave it. Of, the, he's gonna shave but it. But then it's like when I'm walking down the aisle, all I think I, if he has it shaved, I'm gonna be like, you didn't listen to me, and not shave. As you walk down the aisle, can you wink at me? Uh huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna try, try to catch your eye. <laughs> okay, yeah. Just Do you to, think like, I'll remember? A moment, like you know, just like a moment before you break up with me. I keep saying she's breaking up with me, but oh, just man. like the final like wink. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. So I, should I document my honeymoon or should I just go MIA? MIA, thousand percent. Yeah. Well, I kind of like come up with this cool little strategy where you can like kind of take pictures throughout and, and post, like, post it the later. End. Yeah. 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 The yeah. Posting part no, that that's forever. what I think you should do. Don't. Yeah. Don't post while you're on your honeymoon. Yeah. Don't you always think it's a little odd when people yeah, post like, like from bed on like their honeymoon? Oh, in bed. I've seen people do that. Just saying. That's hilarious. I love that we're talking about this. So Okay. Random. I think Not you should take pictures because we all want to see, but like yeah. don't post them till later. I feel like people are always like, oh, they're getting married. Are they going to post or not? Yeah, that's true. We are going into our summer bucket of love and we are super excited, you guys. Um, It's going to be amazing. So give me one real quickly. Ken's. Yes. Your question of the week is, what is your biggest pet peeve for a guy? Oh, bad breath. (laughs) Obviously. That's so. Or just like hygiene in general. I'm not like, if you have like, a white head that you didn't pop on your face. Oh my gosh. Ew. Ew. I'm so sorry to put that rated R content on here. <laughs> rated R. But like gross, right? Or if yeah, you like have like bad teeth or like if you just like don't have good hygiene. I, that's for sure my biggest one. Yeah, that's a good one. But looks don't mean everything. I will say that. That's super important. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Josh has gotten better looking since I've been dating him. Well, have I told you about my finished product? Um, hypothesis theory I mean this is not no this is so real this is so real that I got to tell all the ladies about this okay ladies you know how you look around at all the married guys and you're like gosh if I could just find a guy like that like where is he where's he amongst all the single guys that's right you know what I mean like all these guys here's the thing like that they were unfinished products but some girl got her hands on that guy and like helped him with his style helped him pick the right haircut you know helped him like shave out those parts of his personality that we're just like a little immature and dorky and all these things i do that she a lot. made him a finished product so it's really true. when you look at a guy you gotta look you gotta for the look potential the pot- <laughs> i mean well and you can't obviously i'm talking about there's serious things you have to look for and if they don't have yes. that you can't it's make like them the have that four. but like if the guy has if he talks too loud you can help him out with that. Yeah. If he wears too much cologne, you, you can, can help, help him out, out with that. If, if his he... if his style is terrible, you can help him out with that. Like that's I'll be honest. I really believe I'll in that. I'll be honest. Josh, so he ran track in college and his first year out of college, he put on so much weight. Sad. And and, when, and that's how I met him. That's when you met him. <laughs> I met him like a little. And now you got him slim and trim. <laughs> well, it was kind of on his own doing. He was like, oh my gosh, you know, when you're on track, you eat so much food. Yeah. And like, he was a guy he didn't know. And then he like, when he was out of college, he like put on a bunch of weight because 
he didn't know how to like eat right and yeah. so then really on his own terms he like you know got more like healthy and um yeah you know some guys like do they eat, better. they eat gross yeah and then some girl teaches them how to how eat. to eat that's yeah, like one totally. of the things so yeah i'm just saying those little things yeah. like if they're those little things that you're like ooh, i can't do that it it can easily it sounds silly but like it can easily be fixed it's true <laughs> it's true look for the potential <laughs> Except you can take that too far. I okay. feel like I've heard I feel people like say, I'm talking with people who know and understand what I I'm think saying. So too. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I'm talking about the little things. The little things. I can't believe I revealed Josh's, but it doesn't matter. I could just Especially keep... fashion. Gene fit. I mean gene fit. Especially fashion. Yeah. Honestly, hygiene too could be yeah. fixed. True. True, true. Okay. So what is this is the next question of the summer love. Okay. What is the thing you love most about being single? I mean, I feel like you are, you know, <laughs> you really are really confident in your singleness. I so what's am, the, one yeah. of your favorite things? I think the thing that I love most about being single is how strong of relationships and friendships I've built with my friends. I think that like, yeah, I'm so, 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 so thankful for the years yeah. I've had from graduating college to right now. So I've been out of college yeah. for five years. I mean, I have had the most amazing memories and moments with so many of my girlfriends that I literally would not trade for the world. I mean, trips, like, you know, just like those moments when you just have to be together with your friends, have these like crazy, fun, amazing moments and memories. And so um, I honestly think if I was in a relationship, my friendships would look a little bit different. And so I'm really thankful Mm. for that. I think that's probably my favorite thing about being single. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So that's what I'd say. Okay. Should we do this? Should we get into our interview with Sam? The committed. You guys, the committed is the girl who's like always been thinking about her wedding day. She probably has a massive Pinterest board. Loves to be in a relationship. This is a super popular type. So I know there's a lot of committed. Super popular type, um, especially in the Christian world. And I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense. Like you're looking for someone to share your life with. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that. Sam will bring so much wisdom and growth to the ways that as committed women, you can still like go after that desire, but also like really chase after the heart of God and learn how to grow in the midst of all that. It's going to be so good. Get ready. Get set. Let's go. Okay, you guys, we are so excited for today's interview with Sam Coyle. How do you feel about being on a dating podcast situation right now? I'm pumped. This is my second podcast I've done. Ooh. Yes. And this one's all about dating, assuming the other one wasn't, right? It was. Oh, Oh, no way. What was it? It was. It was about balancing your hustle and then like your relationships in your life. Oh, wow. That's really good. (laughs) Ken's and I probably need to change that. that We should be listening to that. We should. (laughs) Okay. Well, anyways, before we get into it, okay, Sam is the committed, which I know Mm. so many women out there, the committed, I think it's the number one. According to our research. According to our yes, research. It is the yep. number one dating type. So this is really exciting. You're speaking to so many women right now. But before you get into it all, could you just share a little bit about yourself, what you do, what you're passionate about, what you're like, all the things. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm like. Um, I am a personal assistant. I love to serve people. So it's like the perfect job for me. Yeah. And on the side, I'm a Christian writer. So I witness to women over Instagram, my blog, Low Sister, all these different places. And I'm just very passionate about um, fostering vulnerable community, being honest about the real hard things in life and just having fun, encouraging girls. 
You're so that. incredible at it too. Literally, <laughs> your Insta is full of it's like full of truth. So much good stuff. Yeah. So go give her a follow. <laughs> what is it? At hey Sam. there, Sam. Hey there, Sam. Hello. That's um, like honestly I knew that. maybe the best Instagram handle of all time. But yeah. Have you Someone thought about it changing me. it? Someone gave it to you. So in college, I changed it to Toucan Sam for like a day, and then. <laughs> Someone took my handle, hey there, Sam. So I like begged oh. them for it back. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Why did you change it to two can Sam? I don't know. That's amazing. That is crazy. That's such a good story. Okay. Well, now that we know a little bit about you, we've got to know a little bit about your dating life. So first, maybe your current dating status. And then also, could you like back us up a little bit? Give us a little of your dating history just for the listeners here. Okay. So I'm currently in a relationship. It's very new. Okay, we love. Um, my dating history, I have been engaged, mm. and I have been in a serious long-term relationship for five years prior to that, wow. um, and then prior to, I've just always been <laughs> in a long-term <laughs> relationship. Yes. You commit. You go all the way. Yeah, I'm all in. Okay, yeah. so tell us a little bit about you, like, in relationships, like, I don't know how you respond to them, what you're, what you are great at, what you struggle with. I don't know. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. So I'm like a servant hearted person just all the way through. So mm. I love to love people, my yeah. friends, whoever I'm dating. So I'm very much like invested in the person that I'm yeah. dating. So mm. I'm really intentional, very supportive, very, I just love to encourage people. Yeah. So that's just how I am. I don't know. I just love to lift people up and just love on them. I love that. Wow. So good. You sound like you'd be a great girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> this guy is a lucky guy. A lot of lucky I'm going to make him listen yeah. to this. Yeah, yes. <laughs> seriously. We, man, you are lucky. Okay. <laughs> For the girl fam, I am so excited to tell you about a new resource that we have called our prayer pad. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes when I enter into my time with Jesus every day, I have no clue what to do. Like, what should I journal? What should I talk to the Lord about? Where should I write my scripture notes? Well, this solves all of your problems. It's a notepad that literally walks and guides you through prayers with Jesus each and every single day. I've been using it for the last two months and it has been a total game changer every single day. I cannot wait to wake up and be with Jesus. You can get one over at ForTheGirl.com and trust me when I say run, don't walk to get one because they will sell out fast and it's amazing and you need it right now. We are going to walk through five tendencies of the committed, and we want you to pay attention closely okay. and see which ones you're like, oh my gosh, yes, that's me. And maybe we'll dive deep into a couple of them. So the committed tends to bury any doubts or uncertainties in a relationship. The committed, <laughs> is that you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. The committed chooses her partners carefully. She is drawn to guys who provide a sense of security. She loves the idea of settling down, and she hesitates or fails to state her needs in a relationship. Did any of those really stick out to you? Yeah, I never talk about my needs. I'm always like, well, what do you need? Really? Yes, really? absolutely. So are you learning to do that? Yeah, I think you have to. Yeah. You yeah. have to be able to say what you need. Otherwise, you have all these expectations that never get met, and then you're always disappointed. Mm. And how to, like, when your expectations don't get met, maybe in past relationships, like, how did that frustration surface itself? <laughs> um, I think I 
get very quiet Mm -hmm. and then I'm like kind of sassy a little bit or like a little bit cold shouldery or I get really discouraged and I'm just very like insecure and it comes out in a fight Mm, (laughs) to be honest yeah Yeah. those like little passive aggressive comments where you're like do you not notice yeah that I'm upset yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that's so 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 real so real okay I think a huge thing for every committed I mean this one I feel like just goes across the board is um you love the idea of like settling down and like being married and like starting a life together has that ever led you like the wrong direction like that desire been too strong where like you, you just got ahead of yourself a little bit. Yes, that's like my my fatal flaw in relationships. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, I I don't want to marry the wrong person. Like, I, I want it to be the right person, but I think yeah. I tend to get ahead of myself yeah. and kind of just my eyes are on the prize and not mm. necessarily on developing a healthy, good relationship. It yeah. ha- in the past has been more, I want to get to the finish line because then I'll feel secure. Yeah. So being engaged and getting to that place and then realizing, oh, I don't feel secure. This actually isn't what I thought it was going to be, was really helpful for me to kind of slow that down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And then what do you feel like in your singleness? Because I'm sure like after that, you probably went through a season of just singleness and I'm sure even just like heartbreak of like what could have been or what was. And what do you think were the things that God really taught you in that season that really maybe even prepared you and kind of got your heart ready for the relationship that you're in now? Oh my goodness. The first thing that comes to mind is humility. Like I was Mm. so bad at saying sorry and admitting that I had done something wrong. I just Mm. always took the role of the victim and that was something that I really had to work on. And I had to just, I think when you break up with someone who you're that close with or, or who you date for a long time, you get to a point where you really just have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, okay, I have to take ownership for my part of this mm. breakup. Wow, yeah. And what does that look like moving forward? And how can I be healthier in my next relationship? Yeah. Um, so I went through a season of singleness. I think I've been single for a year now. Mm. And it was incredible just to sit in it because normally you kind of like avoid it or push it away. And it just really, the Lord taught me so much in that time. And the biggest thing that came out of it was just, great friendship because I had more time to be yeah. intentional and people yeah. pouring into me wow. after I did state what I needed and yeah. when I was heartbroken. And so I think just humility is the biggest thing that I can think of. And then also just not putting your entire life in your relationship. Like there's so many other yeah. things that you can be pouring into like your work and your friendships and your relationship with the Lord. And, yeah. um, that time gave me the ability to see that. Yeah. I love that. This little part of the book, it says the committed and her singleness often believes the lie that her life can't truly begin until she finds her future husband. But I feel like I'm looking at your life. I know that probably resonates with you quite a bit, but I also want you to just speak about just like how life-giving mm. that season of singleness is and yeah. just like how life-giving it has been to like chase after your passions. Like clearly you're like making huge impact on like social media. You're doing a million different things. <laughs> and just want to hear a little bit about that and speaking to the committed who maybe is like waiting for her future husband. Yeah. Like what would you say to her? What's like kind of a testament of this last season for you? Yeah, he's definitely out there is what I would say. But also I think singleness is such a sweet time. And I think that people get so bent up on feeling like something is wrong with them if they're not in a relationship. Because I have been there. I've been the girl who thought that my life wouldn't start until I was in a relationship or married or even engaged. 
and it's just such a lie that you're not complete without someone else. And I, I remember getting to this point where I was like, if I never got married, I would be okay with that because it's just, there's so much life to be found in your friendships and with your own relationship with the Lord. And you just, once you get to that place where you understand that another person is not going to complete you, it's so freeing. It really is. And I think there's so much life. Like you can, like Paul talks about how you, you have more time to pour into your church and your community and the people around you. And I've so seen that in my singleness and even the person I'm in a relationship with, he disciples tons of guys and it get this singleness gave him the freedom to travel and to, to pour into all these people. And I think that we miss that other relationships outside of a spouse are really sweet too. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that you all built delight out of singleness. I know you did. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's just, there's just, there's so many sweet things to be found in it. And I just think the biggest lie is, is that, we're not complaining until we have our spouse. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. This line from the book also says, freedom and singleness for the committed. So a single committed right now, which feels like almost like they don't go together, but I think they do. <laughs> Begins when she becomes motivated to understand her purpose before meeting someone else. God has incredible vision for her single life, a vision that she often misses because she's too fixated on the future. And that just got me excited because yeah. I'm like, God has so much vision for your life, like beyond your relationship status. God has a vision and a purpose for Mm -hmm. who you are and how he wants to use you. And the ticket into it is not marriage. Yeah. The ticket in is your choice to step into obedience and your choice to step into the fullness of what God wants to do in and through you. And so like, it's fun even just like being almost like on the sidelines of your life and watching you do that. Like even like, I feel like over the last year you've done so much more writing and just like really shared more of what God's been teaching you and just the things that God's doing in and through you, clearly giving you such a purpose in this season. And so it's fun to watch it unfold through you as the committed. I love it. Thank you. That's awesome. The committed has so many good qualities and I just got to list them off really quickly. Yeah, let's list them off. Okay. She's ground, and this is true about you, I think. Um, (laughs) She's grounded and has a strong sense of what matters most. So real, right? Yeah, yeah. She always is looking out uh, for others before herself. Yep. <laughs> oh, I love that though. <laughs> She's great at building relationships that last. Yeah. I yeah. That. I value really deep relationships mm-hmm. and just loving people really hard That's through really every good. season. Yeah. That's I think we really miss good. that kind of. Yeah. 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 I think our world is, we're, is not good at relationships that last in everything in dating, friendship, jobs, even like we're so yeah. fleeting and yeah. there's something about planting those deep roots that I think God begins working often when we're like three, four, five years. Like he's, you know, you talk about it in throughout scripture all the time. It took 40 years for God to like do what (laughs) he like had set out to do. And so, Mm -hmm. um, I think there's so much beauty in that waiting process. And I think I've decided that I'm looking for a committed now. (laughs) <laughs> on the other side, like yeah. a guy. That's yeah, 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 yeah. The like, quiz doesn't like super work for men. But because. if, but I will, whoever I'm dating, I'll, I'll make them take the quiz. And if they're the committed, I'm going to be like, well, I think this is the one. <laughs> the one. <laughs> amazing. All right, so, Sam, well, thank you so much. You are the best. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right. So we are ready to dive into our fourth way to prepare for your future yes. love story. And this is such a good one and such an important one, guys. This week, we are talking about stopping comparison, how to stop the comparison game. And I think this is something that 
So many of us, if we had some hard truth with ourselves and got really honest with ourselves, we could probably admit that comparison probably spends a lot of time in our mind. Comparison is probably like just having an impact on our friendships, on our relationships, maybe the ways that we approach um, dating and relationships. And it's just something that I see so many women around me um, unknowingly being consumed by. And so we really believe that in order to stop comparison, you have to recognize where comparison is kind of taking away from your life. And so this week we want to kind of dive into that. How do you really take comparison to the feet of Jesus and how do you actually begin to stop comparing? So we're going to talk about that, but this week we are going to talk about some scripture. It's a story that we all know and love. Um, It's Jesus feeding the 5,000 and we want to talk about it in a little bit of a different light. Um, You know the story, how it goes. Jesus um, is teaching in front of a big crowd. This is in John 6, by the way. And he needs to feed everybody that's there. And he asked the disciples, like, hey, go and find some food. See if there's any food. And they tell them about how there's this little boy um, who has a couple of fish and five small barley loaves. And what I love in this story is that I've never really thought about this little boy before. But have you ever thought about what if this little boy would have, like, kept the food to himself? Like, what if he wouldn't have offered it up to Jesus? Um, But instead, we see this little boy be like, yes, I will share this little bit of lunch that I have with everybody. Mm -hmm. And what I love is when we offer that up to the Lord, when we give to the Lord, like, God is a God of abundance. And so he took this little small sacrifice, this little small gift, and multiplied it to be enough for everyone. And there was even 12 baskets left over. And isn't that so true that that's what Jesus does in our lives too. Like he takes those tiny offerings, you know, when we choose to celebrate other people, when we choose to encourage other people, those tiny little offerings in our insecure hearts and, um, he multiplies them to provide for those around us. And I think that's what we really want to talk about when it comes to comparison Mm -hmm. is in order to stop comparing, you have to start celebrating. And this is so big when it comes to relationships. I think oftentimes we want to look at other people's relationships or, um, you know, that girl has gone from one boy to another boy. All the guys love her. She's Mm -hmm. so beautiful. She's so this. And rather than like, measuring ourselves up against that person we have to start celebrating them and being like oh my gosh I'm so happy for her like she's incredible I see why people love her Um, and I think as we do that as we stop living from this scarcity mindset of believing that there's not enough to go around and we start believing that there is actually in the name of Jesus so Mm. much more beyond we could ever like fathom or imagine to go around in the kingdom of God. Um, Then we start to see a new perspective and we go, oh, when that girl finds her perfect match, Mm. it does not neglect from who God's going to bring into my life. Or, you know, when that girl is so happy because she just like Mm. is in this new relationship, it does not take away from my own joy. And so That's really what we want to focus on this week is kind of being able to, first of all, identify maybe the places that comparison has started to seep into your story and into your mind. And then secondly, turn that comparison into celebration. Yes, that's right. And of course, this has been so true. And both Mac and I's life, like so true. we've had to really like actually not just know this, but live it out, which I will say is so much 
so much harder to say than do, right? Amen. Like, so true. you're like, okay, the antidote to comparison is just celebrating your friends. Like, go celebrate. <laughs> but then you're like stuck at home alone without a boyfriend. And you're like, wait, I can't celebrate this. Mm. Like, there's just like a lot of emptiness, a lot of loneliness and a lot of comparing. And there was so many seasons of Mac and I's lives. Like, they're at, uh, you know, at the, end of college or the beginning of our young adult years you know we live here in the south and a lot of people get married like straight out of college it's kind of just like um uh the story for so many so many women and that is so amazing um but it also leaves those who who don't have that story kind of behind and Mm. you seriously feel like left behind in the midst of that and there is times when we were comparing ourselves to friends and Um, maybe to each other and uh, maybe we're like that led us to unnecessarily like dating and distracting ourselves jumping from one guy to the next rushing the process and um, those are just like so such unhealthy seasons of our life and um, also it doesn't only affect your own your own dating life and the choices you're making but it affects your relationships too I think Mm. that brings a lot of ugliness into your friendships when you are like attached to to comparing to them I think that it creates more tension and envy and just like uh, you know those conversations with friends when Mm. you like they're in a relationship and you're like kind of jealous about it and like you know the conversations never are fruitful and we saw that seeping into so many of our relationships or each other and um yeah I would say that was a huge part of our story straight out of college um and you know now we're we're getting towards our late 20s crazy and God has just really built so much confidence in us and you know this is this is your story this is how and I think when you embrace that you see God at work in it you look back on your life and you can put all the pieces together um you also realize you know people get married they have these amazing lives and God works in your own too and like seeing that unfold and the process come full circle has been like a really encouraging thing so I'm so excited because now you know as of course I'm entering into a season of marriage and Max still out in the dating scene (laughs) there really is so much freedom in her life to celebrate me and I feel supported and loved by her while she's like um you know doing her dating life so healthily too so um there's so much to learn here I think comparing though not only has affected like some of our friendships in the past but it's affected our own like mental health too so yeah we've grown a lot there yeah I was gonna say you know it's so funny because I think a lot of comparison does come from what's happening in the world around us and a lot of like standards that come from just Mm. the culture that we're in and Uh, especially in like the Christian world, people get married so young, so, so, so young. And, um, I had straight up like a, like a crisis. I felt like when I turned 27 this year, uh, (laughs) I don't know, like in my head, I turned 27. Uh, I was like, I honestly thought by the time I was 27, I think when growing up, I thought by the time I was 27, I would be like married with kids, like moving into like that phase of life. And I am nowhere near that, nowhere close to that. And suddenly I did kind of start looking around and going, oh my gosh, she's in a serious relationship. 
she's yeah. married. She's well on her way to being married. She's this, she's this. And I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm so behind. I'm so behind. And I think when you do that, what tends to happen is you just start to focus and fixate mm-hmm. on yourself. Like it's yeah. almost like you turn the spotlight and put it on yourself. And like you become so obsessed with like, what's wrong with me? Like, what do I need to do to better myself? So that like some guy will like me and then I can mm-hmm. get married and like be caught up with everybody else. And I kind of got caught up in that cycle for like a couple of weeks. And what I realize is when you're in that cycle when you have the spotlight so on yourself suddenly you become so blind to what's happening around you and time honestly stands still Mm. (laughs) and it just ticks by it's like when you're staring at the clock like waiting for something to happen or staring at the microwave it's the same when you like fixate on your singleness or you fixate on like what you don't have Mm -hmm. um it's suddenly all you can see and so one of the biggest takeaways we want to give you guys and we kind of already mentioned it but I think like if you're in a season right now where you are so stuck in comparison and you can't figure out how to get out of it I really encourage you to just turn like the spotlight around Mm. um I love this like just picture of you know when a spotlight's on you it kind of blinds you for everything that's Mm. around you like it's so bright that all you can see is like literally nothing you can't even see yourself like you can't see anything you're blinded but the Mm. moment that you turn that spotlight around and and the spotlight's in front of you shining outwards suddenly you can see everything around you you wake up to like what's happening in the people in the world around you but then also you can see yourself lot better yeah you're not so focused in on yourself and so I think in this season rather than being so obsessed with like getting that thing you think you so desperately want it helps so much to turn your attention and your focus outwards focus in on celebrating the people around you like sign up like throw your friends engagement parties like be the first one to call them after their amazing dates and be like how was it oh my gosh that's amazing it's so excited for you and I promise it makes your your single years go by so much faster they're so much more enjoyable and um but when you sit at home and you're all depressed and lonely and scroll through Instagram and you're like everybody's getting engaged and (laughs) I'm still single like it will drag on and so that's what really one of our big takeaways we want to give to you is to take the spotlight of yourself off of yourself and turn outwards start celebrating the people around you yes that's so good so good um the second big takeaway wow we've already hit it on a million times so we're gonna just hone it in because it is that important and it's celebration is the antidote to comparison you guys and seriously like one day if mac ends up with a guy that's way hotter way cooler way smarter way more successful than josh i am gonna be like whoa get it (laughs) like I want to be at that healthy of a place I want to learn how to celebrate that big for my friends and just knock down like um, those walls of comparison that's just going to steal your joy and is letting the enemy in. So you guys, let's go out. Let's celebrate our friends. Let's get the spotlight off of ourselves. You guys, this is so, so important. Comparison, if you didn't know already, is just going to eat you away. So we got to start to take little steps towards it. Um, and there's an awesome resource for you in the book. It actually really, I feel like comparison often is something you, you, you can't really like pinpoint, like you don't know yeah. what exactly you're you're comparing or don't know how to process your feelings. And this little outline or practice um, will really give you clarity around it all. So first you identify like the thing that you've been comparing, then 
um, the lie you've been believing than the truth you need to hear, like waiting for God to speak into that area of your life and then how you can encourage someone else in that area this Ooh, week. Oh, I love that. So, so good. Write those things down or hey, just get the book because it's really awesome. <laughs> get the so book cute. for the girl.com. Um, and you guys, I'm so excited to see you guys knock down those walls of the comparison and start celebrating your friends. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be so good. 